thanks again for listening to us and we're back for another week at the urban whispers lacy night chronicles podcast i am your favorite host hopefully lacy knight <laughs> and who else do i have with me it's me it's isha Yes, the duo is back again to pop off with some good content for you all today. As always, I just want to let you all know that Isha and I are supporters of Black women authors in the romance genre, and this podcast is made to uplift them and provide you all with our ideas and our commentary on the books they read, the processes that they read, some of the things that we go through. And because we have been members of this world of contemporary urban multicultural romance for a long time, we have been fortunate enough to have contact with authors. And we got a question um, from someone following the DA Young interview that I did. And they were like, what is the process like for you all soliciting authors for interviews because I will tell you that once we got this going we're super excited about it Isha mentioned to me several authors just off the cusp so I'm going to talk about how it kind of proliferated for me and then I'll let Isha speak and then we'll get into some more content for the show but um to answer the question that we received about how are we getting these authors to participate. Um, As it was mentioned before in an earlier podcast, we're very active members in several Facebook groups um, where readers and authors get to connect. And when you, and those communities are super close knit. Um, Everyone has a level of respect and we understand why we're there. These communities are often curated by the authors themselves. And so you have this one-on-one or this group on one opportunity to chat with the authors and um, give feedback for them. Particularly in my case, I was in um, a specific Facebook group called Black Women's Swirl Literature. I think that's the name of it, BWSL. And Mm -hmm. I would um, do my chatting as one would, as I would in these groups. And the moderators for that Facebook group specifically, they're not authors. Well, one of them is an author now, but at the time she wasn't. They're just fans of the genre. And um, they both had an affinity to me and asked me to moderate these Facebook lives where they would have conversations with authors in their group on a monthly cadence. They wanted me to be a part of the interview process. And from doing those interviews, I was able to have conversations with several authors and like create a connection with them and talk to them specifically through DM. And because Honestly, I haven't encountered, I'm sure that they there probably are, but I haven't encountered an author who isn't willing to have a conversation um, about their process, about the books that they write. So as long as you talk to them, I've created like a, you know, just this little network, if you will. Um, and mine is strictly on a professional level. I'll let Isha talk because she's able, she's been able to cultivate like real friendships with authors. And so we're lucky that she got homegirls that be right that are award-winning authors i just get to talk to these people as fans but isha how do how do you how are we using your uh network for these interview process (laughs) my network yes so 
I started off this thing. I'm not really sure how I stumbled on it, but I remember in one of the Facebook groups, and it may have been the the same one, the Black Women Swirl, um, that they introduced IRAE, which is, let's see, Interracial Romance Readers and Authors Expo. I think that's what it is. I should know this since I've been going for the last few years. But in that, it's like a bunch of IR writers from different genres and a bunch of readers. And it's very informal, almost like a big family reunion. And they gather there for like three days, usually in some part of Florida. And they have seminars during the day. And during the evenings, we do like award shows and, and they have like other little fun dinners and stuff. And um, But during this time, it actually lets you have like a little meet and greet with the authors because they always have a book signing on one day. But in the midst of everything, everybody is so down to earth. I was fangirling so bad that I had... I think it was maybe a year before. I think the first year I went was 2017. And mm. like a year before that, I had read a book by Ann Sally. And I am infamous for like jumping into somebody's DMs and be like, oh my gosh, that book was so good. And, you know, not thinking, oh, wow, that might have been a little bit of an invasion. But usually when I do, most people like to hear the feedback and they're very friendly. And this is what happened. I formed somewhat a, a friendship with Anselli, and she was saying, well, you know, this, this is going on, and these authors are going to be here. You know, this would be a good chance for you to, because I am extremely shy, and the idea of, of actually meeting some of these people was just like, I'm not going to be able to do this. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to interact with these people going down here on my own, but it, it was really good it was um everyone makes you feel so welcome and the authors are just so down to earth it, it it's just amazing and most of them tend to come back year after year and then every so often there are new authors that come in too and we've um even gotten a male author that has come in and um that, that that's the biggest thing there's also an event that I believe is every other year called Swirling in the Big Easy, which is also a an author and readers event. But this is a little bit more formal and it's more of structured seminars during the day with the authors talking about a certain subject and at the end readers answering questions. IRAE is a little bit more informal where they have panels of authors and in the midst of them talking, you're able to interact with them. And that's kind of how these some of these relationships were forged. By going to these romance author expos. So I have I have yet to go to one um often because um I'm a single parent and sometimes these expos happen during the school year, me finding childcare um with people that I can necessarily trust that will get my my daughter to her extracurricular activities that I spend a lot of money on um, making sure that that can be taken care of is uh, has been a task I am interested in going to a couple 
this year just because she's a little older she's able to advocate for herself pretty well she knows where she needs to go and we can she's able to dictate and let people know this is where i have to be at this time versus me needing to create like an itinerary for people and then call them and make sure that she's where she needs to be um you mentioned that you know you get to have the meet and greet and you sit in the seminars with people and um but what is it so and i you said our our ae is more like a family reunion of sorts but what (laughs) that's what it is like to me it's kind of like nerd girls unite where you get a, a, a bunch of women who have felt the same way that I felt about interracial romance. A lot of us who were the shyer ones who were always a little different, there were the readers that, you know, it's like we all come together and it's like, this is our tribe. We support each other. We, and a, a lot of us outside of the group have forged friendships that there are a few of us that are like in the same state. So sometimes we get together and do things. And sometimes there are even authors within our state that are willing to communicate with us and, and sometimes do things outside of, you know, just, just the writer thing. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's it. I'm excited. I'm really interested. I, I was, um, the Black Women's World Literature Group, they were having um, their first ever convention, if you will, in Canada. And I was a part of their uh, planning committee. I had to back, I was fully intending on going, but I think I got COVID. <laughs> or somebody got sick or something. I couldn't attend it, but um, I was definitely super excited for one. It was like, these are women that I had been talking to for forever. I feel like we were like friendly, but um, after that fell through, I lost contact with them. It's kind of sad, but um, <laughs> but a yeah. lot of them are still there and writers now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. At, at least Three of them are. Wow. Nifty. Mm-hmm. Nifty. Cool man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, th- I don't know how she says it. I think it's Nicoyan Zhang. Yeah. Gary McCoy and Sariza. So Nicoyan Zhang, um, I still keep in contact with her. She actually sends me um, an arc. And actually, since I said arc, that reminds me that we kind of need to talk about acronyms but yeah she'll send me of her new books and i have a funny story about her too um and how she unknowingly sent me down a path of a twisted genre of books if you will but um before i do that i just want because we do say some of the acronyms and <laughs> but arc means advanced reader copy i think um yes H-E-A is Happily Ever After. I-R is Interracial. Um, (laughs) What else is, what are some other acronyms that people say? Oh, D-N-F, Did Not Finish, or Do Not Finish. D-N-R is Do Not Read, um, Did Not Read. And also within the I-R community, like um, D, excuse me, B-W, WM is black woman, white male. Yes. B W A M, black woman, Asian male. Yes. B W H M, black woman, Hispanic male. And then sometimes they're just multicultural. 
Yep, that's yep. So there's so many, and you'll hear like because when we speak to the authors as well, they'll probably just roll off those acronyms because they they've been in that life for so long. So I think you know keep those in mind. We'll probably remind you all again, but I just thought about it um, with that, and then um let's see i just realized it's not my work computer that's making that noise it's me it's me oh man <laughs> making it <laughs> i didn't do it it's yeah so um the funny story before we jump off into the content for today nikoyan shang is a romance author that um I know her personally, and I think you know her too. I don't know if I should give her. Yeah. her she's her hilarious. She's I, I met her in um, at Swirling in the Big Easy one year. We talk on. She's in. She lives in Canada, but we talk like all the time. And she and I will crack each other up all day, every day. It's a key, 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 key. When <laughs> when we're together, her very first book, she asked me to read before it came out and the title of the book was um uh what is it called shoot oh gosh i'm, I'm looking it up right now because it, it it's it's what four of them now yeah but the first book that she wrote was called consumed by nicole and Shane. so like i so she gave me the book to read like a month or two before it actually came out. I read it, gave her feedback, loved the book, was like, oh my gosh, I'm super proud of you. Um, I can't wait till it's ready to be, you know, read by whomever, right? And so I had, I read the book, enjoyed the story. And then she posts on Facebook that it's my, you know, it's my day. It's happy. We always cheer them on happy um, release day, right? Mm -hmm. And so I run to Amazon and I just, just I'm like, oh my gosh, let me hurry up and buy my friend's book. And um, I get the book and I start reading it. And I'm like, hmm, because mind you, I've read this book a few months before it was published. And I was like, as I'm reading it, this is not the book that I said, this is not the book that she wrote. Like, you know, I'm reading, I was sitting, I was like, huh? Oh, okay, girl. Um, this, uh, <laughs> everything is so different. And so, and the funny thing was, she was like, I want you to do my Facebook live in the group. At, you know, once it's time for us to talk, which was another reason why I was rereading the book, right? And so um, I read the book, um, I read the book and it's called Consumed and, uh, and once I finish it, I, I'm chatting with her and I was like, you made a lot of changes in this book, mind you, right? And she's like, what are you talking about? And so I start talking to her more my ass sat here and read consumed by another author like i it was not even her book <laughs> so i was like and so and, and, and um and so 
like like I said, uh the book, this took me down a path of darkness now. The, oh. So I wound up read. I did go back and read my friend's book so that I would be ready to do the Facebook Live. And we had a great conversation. It was me, her, and Kim Wright Barnum, who's another friend. We did that Facebook Live. When it it was it was a vibe. We had a good time. But that book, what wasn't that book supposed to be considered a dark romance? Yes, the first yes, one. Yes, her so first. So I can understand why you would have gotten a little mixed up because of both of them were. Yes, but the same name and we're dark romances, you know. Absolutely. However, my the consumer that I read was by Lorraine Allen. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> and if you oh, know yeah. who Lorraine Allen is, she is an author that is consistently harassed online because her content mm -hmm. is considered taboo. Like you, you have to have, you need, she, her, her content is always riddled with trigger warnings. There is all about the anti-hero, which is like the villain is the person that's mostly personified as she writes for. It's super dark. She hits on the most toxic themes. And I think I told you all, I love a psycho. She, her psychos are different. Like these motherfuckers are these motherfuckers are the devil. And um, so like I said, I was reading my friend's book and I was like, damn, I didn't know you were going off like this. I don't remember this happening in this way. And so um I went, but she's a really good writer. And again, like I told you all before, if you can write a good story, I'm going to read it and respect you for the lane that you're in. She has done this dark anti-hero romance in a way that is definitely uncomfortable reads. Like you, she, she, she takes you there. Like Consumed was about a very much, a man who was so much older than the girl. They had the most violent type of sex you could have. It was just like, it was a lot. And then but, but the I, thing is, it, it catches you, so you're just riveted, and it just draws you in, and you can't stop. Exactly. You can't stop. You just be like, what, 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 wait a minute. And also, because again, and I kept reading it, because I was like, this is my friend's book, so I have to keep, I can't put my friend's book down. I got to read <laughs> I gotta keep reading. I can't. I can't. I can't stop. But baby, listen. If you want to try it, it is. <laughs> and some people get it confused too, because when you read it, you think that based on because the book's about um, this young lady named Pepper and Dominic Stone, and um, and it is another billionaire romance. But Pepper isn't like a damsel in distress she's just basically her father is a pastor and she just grew up in a strictly religious environment and dominic is like baby baby fuck your religion i'm about to fuck your world up i'm this older man i'm about to groom you into the type of woman that i want you to be for me <laughs> excuse me i'm sorry and it's on and popping. She is 20 and he is 
my age and ugh, listen she was innocent oh my gosh and she would and so and lorraine allen she paints these pictures like the first time <laughs> they have sex is in her bed she has this crucifix hanging over her bed and he, oh gosh and he because she's like a, right he's a christian girl she loves jesus so this crucifix hanging over her bed and she is having sinful sex because she is not married fornicating <laughs> and baby the way he is handling her it's too much in fact <laughs> for my people who enjoyed the toxic urban romance y'all might fuck with this book because her father the pastor wants her to marry this specific man and so he because she's christian and her father is either a pastor or a bishop in the church there is a a right way to court a girl she has her own place that her father has access to but um i digress but she's living in her own apartment and she's supposed to go to dinner with the the respectable suitor that her father wants her to date oh boy dominic is like you can go out on a date with him after i fuck you like we're about to have sex in the midst of them having sex this one specific scene the door somebody's knocking on the door knocking on the door uh do you think that dominic stops and puts his clothes on and opens the door <laughs> like a nice person would because you know you're about to go on a date no home homeboy picks the young girl up they're having sex he opens oh, the shit. door in the oh. midst of them having sex throws her on the ground and skeets all over her and tells the dude after she cleans up she'll be ready for you and slams the <gasps> that's over oh. oh my gosh that that's is the kind of content that Lorraine Allen is giving you okay I was like and and now can you imagine I didn't I'm sitting here reading this book because and see and I blame myself because for one I don't pay attention to book covers because I read through my Kindle. So usually when you buy a Kindle book, it just goes straight to the first chapter or it might go to the author's mm -hmm. notes or something. But I don't pay attention to book covers. And I also don't pay attention to the synopsis because I just want to read the book to just get my own thoughts around what it is I'm reading. Now, if it's something really weird, then I might read the synopsis. But I like I said, I just knew that I had bought consumed. I, I was like, I'm gonna hurry up and buy it. I gotta research it. So I'm reading this. So mind you, I'm thinking that this is my friend that wrote this. And I'm like, oh my <laughs> God, my friend is crazy. So, but I kept reading it. The book is good. And they have their version of Happily Ever After. Like she, they work it out. They fall in love, they get together. And I finally realized that this is not my friend's book. I go and buy the correct book. But at this point, I'm like, what else happens in a dark romance? So I go down this Lorraine Allen <laughs> rabbit hole. This story that I just told y'all is tame. When we talked about the motorcycle clubs and how those people are faced with, they fall in love with each other, but motorcycle clubs are historically racist organizations and you have to deal with racism and being called a nigger and a bitch and all of that lorraine allen takes it to the next level where this girl a girl in a book will fall in love with the head of the ku klux klan and be like having to 
convince him that you out of your mind for no the man will still stay racist but not towards the black woman that he's in love with but everybody else is a coon a da 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 like she is wild but she's an amazing writer and so <laughs> as like i said as long as you can write and you keep me wrapped up i'm gonna read your books now i can only read maybe one book every two years of hers because it's some demented shit but <laughs> if you if you want to be demented and tortured a little bit in your reading she does a fantastic job have you read any of her books i have not but i remember in one of the groups she was talking about how people were dragging her on tiktok and stuff and and i don't know if it was about the whole trigger warning thing but i do remember her repeating this is dark romance you know if you don't get what dark romance is and then just leave it alone but this is the genre it is and if you can't handle it pretty much you know yeah and the thing of it the wild thing is people don't read her books and they immediately go on amazon and leave her bad reviews just ba- just based on the synopsis or based on I, I don't get that anyway. how can you leave a review on a book you haven't read they do it people do it all the time oh, you know what that's just like remember um remember when tiana was talking about the n-word oh yeah how someone had left a review on that they hadn't even read the book but based on what they saw the title of the book was they made assumptions and then went and wrote a whole bad review on it and gave her a one-star rating yeah or something that they didn't even how how do you do that rate something you haven't even read i mean you haven't obviously haven't even flipped the cover to read the blurb on the inside i mean come on Mm, that's the whole thing and it's also like they take the time to tell you, like, if you rock with me and read the book, you'll see. Because the N-word by Tiana Levine, I think I only read it because I was a beta reader. And I mean, then, of course, and then she really wanted people to have a dialogue about it. But I was just like, I think at the time when that came out, I hadn't been, um, I had never read a book where you had to really deal with this overt racism and people killing you based on the color of your skin and you being in jail and, and like it was you know that, okay that was my first book of hers too yeah that was my first book of that hers. was mm-hmm. oh wow my first book for her well first was naughty sins of saint yeah. no oh gosh that came later but after that uh that's one that i have to read every year and when i do I end up, usually I start somewhere around April or so, and I do the whole seven books in the course of the year. I think I read them that one time. It was enough. <laughs> the whole no, I, I loved it because it, it was I do amazing. too. I love but, it. Because I don't usually really like paranormal, but because it had like a lot of spiritual stuff in it mm-hmm. and a lot of, her books always have a lot of music intertwined in it. And she tends to like the type of music that I like. So I love to see the playlist. That's how I feel. She never does it. A lot of authors will give you a playlist, but she, shit, when she writes, I just have it in my notes. So I can give you all her playlists because they're in my notes on my phone. (laughs) Because I'll put, because when an author sits there and gives you music, I tend to play the music while I'm reading the scene. I do too. 
so I can see like, oh, okay, let me see what vibe you're going for. I'm like, hmm, all right, this is fun. Okay, music, all right, give me something. So yeah, Tiana, The Naughty Sins of the Sin was the first book that I read, but yeah, that, that, that genre of dark romance and gratuitous violence you know how you were saying if you're doing all this you need to tell me oh Lorraine is going to tell you everything you want to know like oh my gosh jeez Louise it's so much you'd be like (laughs) but you know I I think at this point you have to because so many authors are facing the thing where people are like giving them negative ratings for mm-hmm. things and, and people mm-hmm. are like starting whole discussions about this book was this, 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 and this. And they clearly have a trigger warning in the front saying, you know, if you have this book will have, you know, profanity, domestic violence, drug use, whatever, to let right. you know before you even get into it. And that's before you start reading anything. Exactly. Yeah. And then a lot of times I know um with certain ones they give like a little synopsis of the book before you get into it. So you have an idea of what you're reading. So if you keep reading, that's on you. Exactly. And then it's just that whole online bullying aspect. This is one of the reasons why my friend who she no longer writes because she would get the reviews based on one person would say something and it would just be like attacking and attacking and attacking and attacking and you know everybody always is like don't worry about what the negative reviewer says but after a while it's kind of like I'm sitting here putting my heart and soul into this work and you all are just going to consistently attack me on Amazon on Goodreads on Facebook everywhere I go you're like attacking me it's not worth it especially when this is something that I'm doing from from a passion perspective and I have like a regular job so she doesn't publish anymore which is really disheartening and a lot of authors and even um Lorraine for a moment she was like I'm going to take a break because they people were terrorizing her on TikTok but then Mm -hmm. it was like but now she but now she bounces back like she was able to take a step back and regroup and now her TikTok she she sits there and comes right back at you and it and she keeps writing her content and I think um I even wrote I was like yeah you girl you do a lot but I can't stop you still are an amazing writer like I'm not gonna sit here and hate like I appreciate and I was like I'm grateful that you give me the the warning and I still enter at my own risk and if and at my own risk I do I I really do but but yeah I just and I remember telling Nikoya and I was like yo I was so I was so I was just like I know that I did not read this before. And I was so I was like, dang, I feel so bad because I don't remember any of this. And then finally I, she was like, did you read the right book so we could have this chat? I was like, yeah, I went and read it today. Like I, I didn't do anything. I just sat and read your book so that we could have this conversation. But <laughs> I just needed to let you know, you unknowingly pushed me into a genre that I would never have tiptoed in. And now I'm like... Yes, you would have. You would have. I don't know. I I, I, I don't know. I, I think in the midst of your urban stuff, somehow you would have ended up falling into that. And Lorraine Allen? I don't know, though. Lorraine Allen, like, she be having teenage romance and them fucking kids be... They are ridiculous. It's like, Oh my... You know what? Speaking of like ridiculous and out of the way stuff, have you, um, 
I don't think you have read any Jan Jan Untamed. No, you told me that I need to, and I, I will. I need to. I'm going to. Yeah, you really do, because she is amazing. The way this woman writes, it's so unlike anything you have ever read. This stuff is really raw. Um, some of them have some elements of fantasy in them. Some of them are just really gritty. I mean, you, I, I can't even explain it. It's just something you have to experience. I'm going to. I'm going to give it a whirl. You already gave me another book to read. I'm going to hit um, up Jan yeah. well, 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 okay, so if you do her, the first one, um, I think is A View from the Bottom. Hold on. Let me see. But that was the very first one I read, and I was like, wow. And that's almost, um, the way it's written, I, it's almost kind of like your urban stuff. I fuck with it. I'm I'm gonna read it. Gonna... it. You definitely would. I'm gonna read it because I've told you before. It'd be like um, like in other IR books, people reference that they're reading something by Jan Jan Untamed. So I feel like mm -hmm. I've seen it, and so yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'll get into it. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna see what is pop. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what is given. I am. You know what I'm going to do, too? I think after the um, podcast, I'm going to make sure, guys, that I post a link of the books we've talked about. Yes. Come on. Hello? Did I lose you? Mm, no, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> I'm here. I'm thinking. I get quiet every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> you just got a That's when I get dangerous now. Yes. But um yeah, so definitely give us a list of the books that we need to start reading for sure. And if y'all want to go into Lorraine Allen, go on Facebook. She has several um groups. She has uh da -da 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 -da. she has She has on Facebook the Dark Divas Readers Group, Dark Interracial Romance Readers Group, Anti-Heroes and Chill, and Lorraine Allen Spoiler Room. And she's active in all of them. Because <laughs> I'm a part of all of her groups. I don't necessarily go into all of them, but I do know that like they're consistently posting and active on Facebook in those groups. And it's so interesting to like, hear her go because she goes live and she talks to people and you see her on tiktok i'm big on tiktok um she's just the most pleasant person i'm just like you write in these things and she calls herself the trigger queen so yes her <laughs> books will trigger the fuck out of you yes absolutely especially her teenage bully series where she writes about like i said the anti the anti-hero and she has a series about bullies, boys that bully people in school. And it's just like, I don't, I don't like anybody in any of your books, but they're, they're written well enough to keep me coming back and, and suffering the pain. Of <laughs> you know what? That's how you know that it's a well-written book. Yes. When for me, when afterwards I'm like, I want more. Or like I find myself later thinking about the characters, like, what would they be doing, you know, or when you hate a character so bad that you're wanting to strangle them and it's like, ah, uh, it's a book, it's a book, but, you know, 
then some of the characters just stand out so much. It's like, wow, you know, I wonder if, if, if I'll ever find like my real life saint or my, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't mind finding my real life Aaron. <laughs> Aaron Townsend. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't know if you meant Aaron Townsend or Aaron in the N-word. Okay. Oh, no, I don't want to meet it. No, I don't. Need you don't want an Aaron Pike? Hell no. <laughs> I don't need him. Uh-uh. No, no, thank you. I'm not. You can stay right there in the South when the Ku Klux Klan. You can do your, keep, do your big one with them. Okay? Stay over there. Oh, no, thank you. I pass. Hard pass. But it was a good book, Tiana. You did your thug dizzle on the N-word. <laughs> just, I don't fuck with Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> you have such a way with words. <laughs> so, so tonight I want you to kind of um, walk us through, like Kindle Unlimited and Kindle Vela. So for me, I kind of just do what people tell me to do, and you told me <laughs> to get on Kindle Vela to read something, and I was like, "All right, bet I'm gonna go on here." And so I was looking through, and then I couldn't read anymore because I had to buy tokens. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? So okay, Kindle, yeah. Like, let's get the rundown <laughs> between Kindle Unlimited, Kindle Book, and Kindle Vela. Okay. So Kindle Unlimited, you pay, I'm not even sure how much it is a month now. I know they went up on the prices, but... I mean, it, it's a must-have for me, so I'm willing to pay it. But Kindle Unlimited, there are certain books that authors put in Kindle Unlimited, and I think you're allowed to have 10 books at a time, and you can read them, and when you're done, return them. And you can, you know, every time you finish one, get another one that's in KU. But for me, the greatest thing about that is I discover a lot of new authors that way. There are some that I'm definitely going to one click. Others, I'm not so sure about it. Maybe somebody that I've heard mentioned, but I'm not really sure. I'll see if they have any books in KU and read. And if I discover I like them, then I'll add them to my actual Kindle. It, I don't know, some people don't like it as much because they feel like it's not giving the authors their money. I'm not sure really how that works. I'm sure they're getting something, but I don't think it's as much as they get for the book. Um, the actual Kindle like books. Like putting your, your book on Apple Music so they get like <laughs> a five cents every time somebody downloads it or something. No, no, that's more like Vela. Oh, okay. So, so Kindle Vela is this platform that's, I, I almost liken it to like a, a your weekly TV drama. So Kindle Vela, the authors drop episodes. So for the first three episodes you get for free, then after that you have to buy tokens. Usually the amount of tokens that you have to use on an episode depends on how long the episode is. So it gives the author the freedom to write at their own pace. 
So, you know, how sometimes you're reading something really good and you're waiting for the next installment of the book to come out. It's not coming out until next year. Well, with with Vela, they kind of have the autonomy to publish as often as they like. So some authors will publish episodes twice a week on certain days. Some will do it once a week. And those are the ones that tend to have the bigger followings. And it's becoming bigger in IR. And there are a lot more than just the general IR genre. There's like some sci-fi. Then you get some of the mafia stuff. Then you get just some stuff that I guess is just general. But it, it gives you a chance again to explore new authors and not have to pay as much. Hmm. So they give you the episodes, you have these tokens and you can read, but they, do they ever complete the story? Cause I have, um, now I will say with Kendra Vela, I have happened upon authors just randomly and will read and like, okay. But these aren't, are these their thoughts? Are these finished books? Like, are they just writing and thinking things through? So some of them will actually, when it's done, publish it as a book. Some of them just leave it there in Vela. But what I have found, too, is there have been some that I read, like, the first three or four episodes, and then I was really liking, and the author just never went anywhere else with it. So I'm like, okay, are they going to finish this? That's what I hate. That's what I, I don't like that. I would rather just not know you. I don't want to be a part of your unfinished process. Like, oh, that makes me sad. That's just like me and all the books that I've started and <laughs> that I haven't let anybody read. Because they're just like sitting there just waiting for me to like actually finish. But it bothers me because I was reading this one book by this author in Kindle Vela and it is a urban romance and i was like this would be a very good book i want you to finish it girl and she that was over a year ago she ain't read she hasn't written anything else since and i'm just sitting here waiting the last time she published was june oh my god this was almost two years ago june 2nd 2022 and it's called flexing on my ex with the street vet by lisa <laughs> austin <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I just really want her to finish this so bad. <laughs> I'm so mad. Lisa, finish this fucking Bella book, girl. I need to know what's happening with Blah. <laughs> what was also good about Bella is a lot of the IR authors who do it, if you're any of their readers groups or on their pages, they update you. Like if they're going through personal things and they know that they're not going to be able to write it for a while, they'll be like, you know, hey guys, um, I've got a lot going on. I'll be on hiatus, you know, by such and such time, I'll be back. Well, so at least she wrote on her. I'm, I don't follow. I'm very selective about the authors. Like I'll follow a group, but an author's page because authors fans are so crazy that. And they say some of the wildest things to these people on their pages, so I try not to. But I'll look. I'm gonna, cause maybe she said something, Lisa Austin. But I'm saying I really want to finish that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've I've had some 
like that too, or where I've been like reading for somebody and they're sending me episodes and then there's a gap because something is going on. I'm like, come on, come on, you can't let me hang in like that. What's going on? And then I have to go back and reread everything by the time the new episodes come out. Yes. Yes, exactly. Because Lisa Austin, I was reading her and she, she's just written. She's award, she's written such wonderful titles such as Honey, I Fucked the Plug. And that's a three-part okay. series. That's a three-part <laughs> series right there, you guys. I'm pregnant, oh, by, pregnant by a motherfucking Dawn. <laughs> oh my gosh. That <laughs> It's almost as bad as those Quan Mills books, but I'm I'm gonna leave those alone. Oh, at, so I can't fuck with Quan Mills. Like I draw the line. I tried, <laughs> I tried. Me and my best friend and his cousin, we were reading. So Quan Mills, he's terrible. I will say that I read the Old Thought Next Door. I did read that, but. Once I realized he wrote a book with the illustrious title, This Hoe Got Roaches in Her Crib. And this is. I title. saw that. I was yes. like, Are you. And the cover of it. <laughs> I, I don't. I've never seen the cover. I do not want oh, to see God. the cover. Because if this is a roach on it, I'm going to be upset. No, like, mm mm. But when well, I was like, Okay, he's ridiculous. He well, got a grandma thought one, too. Yeah, that's the, the old thought next door. Now I read that. Okay. And that 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 ended on a cliffhanger. Oh. <laughs> the old but, thought but was the writing door, actually good. It, it ended on a cliffhanger. She uh somebody we think she might have killed somebody at the end of that book. But um oh. that <laughs> you said, oh but, but see the thing is now I haven't actually read them, but I do know that I might be drawn just because of the titles to see what it's really about. You you will not know. This no. Mm-mm. Quan Mills is no mm. too much for me. It's not that it's too much for you. It's just why why put yourself through that? Like Quan Mills and and here's the here's the gag of it all. So we were reading Quan Mills to laugh at the content. Like the the old thought next door. This old ass lady. She only wants to have sex with very young men. And her best friend winds up sleeping with her ex-husband. And somebody has a heart attack, but they really wind up being murdered. Like, and and they old. And when I say, when she, when we say she's old, she's very, they're very old. Like, they up there in like 70, 80 years old up here, but dropping down and drop, busting it wide, dropping, dropping her low on, busting it wide for these people. And she's talking about her gray pubic hairs. Like, do you really want to make that, Aisha? Is that something that, 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 that really? <laughs> I, I really don't exactly so that's what I was like no you don't want to read that <laughs> but so the thing was with Quan Mills <laughs> people were reading his books and like laughing at the content and then it became like people alleged that he was a white man writing these books oh so and these books kind of make fun of lower class black people. Okay. So it was like, you got this white man pretending to be a black yeah. man writing this type of content and we all loving it. But then last year, Quan Mills 
and I don't even know. And I said it to him. He started going live on TikTok, and it was a black man. And I remember writing in the comments, "I don't think this is really you," because I thought you were a white man. And he liked my comment. He didn't respond to it, but, <laughs> but he liked it. So I'm like, the Quan Mills find some black man to pretend to be him, and he's really a white man. I don't know, but it's too much around Quan Mills for me to. If y'all want to read like that type of shit, go off, go for it. Like I said, Lorraine, I, I will say now, people have an issue with urban romance and the fact that these writers do not have the best editors. There's always grammatical issues. There's continuity issues in the books. Um, I feel like I've, I, I think I've read three of Quan Mills books. I don't remember the other two, but I definitely remember, remember reading about the old thought. And I was like, or as problematic as the content is in his books, they're well written. I, <laughs> he's a good writer. I will say that. Like, and, and that's the thing you're you're drawn in by that. Yeah. Well, okay. So, what about Chuck Tingle? Don't know who that is. Oh gosh. So okay, <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna read you the title of the Chuck Tingle book. Oh, I mean, they, they they're hilarious in there. And most of them, I think, are with gay men. Um, okay, so the sun and the moon bang me bisexually. <laughs> and it's got the sun and the moon, and the sun is a woman's face, and the moon is a man's face. Oh, okay. Um, well, okay, wait a minute. Here's ah, not pounded by anything. Six platonic tales of non-sexual encounters. But then you see a guy and a guy with the dinosaur head and a guy with the unicorn head. <laughs> yeah, I know you but, like me. Okay, okay, wait a minute. It, this one really gets, and I'm gonna stop because this is living inside my own butt for eight years, starting okay. a business and turning a okay. profit through common sense reinvestment and strategic targeted marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's a book for everybody. Okay, where do I find this stuff? Now, I, I think he's just shock value, but he gets a lot of readers, and some people, you know, they know how to market themselves like that and to pull people in yeah and once they read it they, now i have i have not read him but um you know it, it if that's what it takes for you to get readers and you're comfortable with that well hey he's he's gotten uh awards oh so he's a these books are all satirical okay yes but the, i mean but just but by the, the yeah. titles it's like okay yeah, these the, titles the, are these titles are out of out of pocket. They they really they, they, I mean they would have to be satirical because come on, could you really <laughs> The Sun and the Moon bisexually? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Listen. <laughs> that is crazy. So I'm going to keep on looking at the Kindle Bella. I just I need to, I would, I don't, and see, this is the thing, because you never know if the work is a completed work, because you have to, once you, after the first three episodes, you pay for each um, episode that comes after. Well, now, you can actually, once you get to a certain point, you mm -hmm. know you can look, so, like, when you get to the end of the episode, you can um, click that you like it, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but when you get to the very bottom, you can actually comment on it. And you have groups of people that get in there and they discuss the episode. 
Got it. Okay. Okay. And, and I had been I had been reading them for well over a year before I discovered it, and it was just by sheer luck mm. that I I thought I scrolled too far and clicked something, and there it was, and I'm like, oh wow. You're like, oh, I'm in here now. I'm reading. We in the game. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I had to see what other other people's thoughts were on this. Like, okay, am I on the right track with this? Am I the only one who's thinking this? And and it actually made the experience a little better because it was almost like having your own little book club there. I like that. If you were discussing too. the episode, or, or like you and, and your Housewives series, you know, how you like to talk about that. I, I like to think of some of my Vela stuff as that. Like, there were actual groups on Facebook that knew certain authors were doing this on Vela. And when they usually post something saying episode 49 is out now and people actually get on the author page or get in the group page and start discussing the episodes. That could be fun. Okay. I'm, I, I, okay. I like that. Cause I definitely love complaining about the housewives and the real housewives of Salt Lake <laughs> city. They're a reunion. The third reunion. Oh gosh. Is. There she goes again. I'm not going to talk too much about it because the reunion. Those, those dang housewives. Dead. The reunion is, is mid. Like, it's not even giving everything it's supposed to give because they're not really trying to fuck with Monica the way they need to. So it's like, whatever. But um, I'm telling y'all, y'all should really... The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City was amazing. This season. And the other seasons were so abysmal. But this season right here... Okay, so so this chick is going to end up with some kind of spinoff show or being offered something. I doubt it. I really doubt it because they, Bravo, I, even though I think Bravo knew and the publishing, not publishing, the um, entertainment company, that the production company that produces Real she played them, or at least they're making it seem like she played them because she was an internet troll. Like she used to troll the 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 women like that was her she was on on instagram she had an instagram page that was just dedicated to she was a part of an instagram she didn't have it by herself but she and a group of her friends created a instagram page where all they would do is like drag the people on the show and um she specifically was focused on one person on the show and this woman's name was jen shaw and jen shaw is now in jail for uh fraud for fraudulent behavior with older people like she would get their social security numbers oh, or wow. something and like mess up their credit and get money like she did this huge ponzi scheme so she's in jail and um monica used to be her assistant and so she had information about jen and she would just on this site she would attack oh, wow. jen in a way that with hopes of like having like the FBI and people pay attention to things that she was saying so that they could investigate her. And it worked out because Jen is in jail and it's largely in part to Monica testifying against Jen. There's like an informant and I think the informant is behind that page. But at any rate, Monica got on the show this season and um, befriended all the girls. And then it came out on the season finale that, she was running this page and i think that all of the housewives across all of the um cities they don't like the fact that somebody who is an internet troll that kind of uses the things that they say on these episodes to make fun of them that she got so she got away with it um 
like I said, Bravo, I honestly think that Bravo knew she, who she was from the very beginning. And I think that they are kind of watching to see what the public feels about her. And right now, originally when the season finale happened, everybody was on Monica's side. But as of late, another young woman who is like the hairstylist of one of the women on the show has been like releasing audio content because she literally recorded every single conversation that she had with Monica regarding this site. So they've been like releasing the content and showing Monica in like this unfavorable light. And so it's the mix is still 50-50. I'm still team Monica. I honestly think that when you go on these reality shows, people talking about you is what would happen. And I think that you should, I, I just don't understand why they're so upset that this internet troll got on there because she was basically talking about you behind a keyboard. Like, it ain't like you could be my ass. Like, that's my thought. Like, who gonna check me in real life? You, you can say whatever the fuck you want on these keyboards because for one, my mouth is much more reckless than yours and I will chew you up on the internet, in your face, behind your back, to your mama, to your cousin, to your job, everybody. Like, I'm gonna come for you I'm gonna, and I'm gonna drag the hell out of you. I just told y'all, I'm gonna meet you wherever you are. If you down there on the bottom of the ground, I'm gonna be underneath you and we gonna, <laughs> we're gonna verbally tussle. So I don't know why the people are so upset about it. I think it's ingenious. I, and again, these women on this show are like extremely wealthy and she's not. And so it gives this, it gives, you know, it's a little duality between like how the wealthy live. And then you have this woman who I'm not going to call her poor because (laughs) she's not, but she's just not a millionaire, but she, she wants to she has an opportunity to be friends with them and you see how she she she's doing certain things to fit in like there is an episode where she's like crying to her mother about how she had to buy and this is such a first world problem and when she said it i laughed and rolled my eyes but she was like i bought this louis vuitton purse so that i could you know feel like a part of the group and i was like Girl, if you don't go on DH Gate and get you one of them fake purses that these TikTok <laughs> girls be getting that you can't tell the difference between and knock it off, like, no. I remember, <laughs> I remember when I got promoted at work and my one of my mentors was like, and I'm really good friends with her now. She was like, oh, yeah, you making real money now. You got to go buy you a Louis Vuitton bag. And I was like, okay, you know, like, all right. And then I went and looked inside at the bag. I was $2,500. Like, oh, no, I'm not doing that. I do not need it. Tw- Why the fuck would I need a $2,500 bag? That's more than my mortgage. Why would See, I do I'm like, that? I, I, I don't need a mortgage payment riding around right. my arm. I don't. And have those expensive purses and then not have anything to put in them because you paid so much for the purse. And I was still I would have something to put. I'm making no money. I'll still have something to put in that bag, but I'm but I'm fine with my uh my size bag that says protect black women on it. It's cute and everybody gets a lot of compliments and I paid sixty bucks for it. <laughs> I no, I mm-mm. but 
I was just like, girl, that when Monica said that, and I, I was just like, and I, when she said it, it made me think of my conversation with my mentor. And I was just like, girl, you don't have to do that because my mentor, she makes money. She got all the bags. She got all the, they, she lives a fabulous life. So for her, and I was talking to, so it's interesting. I, she's my mentor. And I was, t- I said, no, I'm not going to buy this bag. And I was talking to my coach about it. And he was like, yeah, you can't listen. You don't do anything that she says because she has a warped sense of reality. She's married to this wealthy man. And yes, yeah, of course, she told you to buy this bag because for her, $2,500 is just a blip in the bucket. But for you, mm-hmm. you know, it's, and I was like, thank you for grounding me and making me realize that, that would be an insane purchase now i will say especially that, as a single parent because that's money you could have used to do something with you and your daughter exactly you your arm, but it's, no exactly but on the opposite side of that my cousin when she <laughs> when she got her master's and became a nurse practitioner my ass told her the same thing. I was like, "Girl, now that you up here, you making all this money. We need you need a you need a good bag. You got to." <laughs> you know what? You know what that makes me think of, and and this is like, I don't know. I'm so random with my thoughts, but it it kind of makes me think of. Okay, so when I was young, I, my my mom raised me as a single parent. When I was young, when we went to McDonald's, the only thing I could get was a cheeseburger, a small fry, and a drink. That's all you need. Now, I, well, wait a minute, though. But I always wanted a Big Mac because they just look so pretty and stuff and the, the Thousand Island dressing just gooping over the side and whatnot. Gross. Well, I don't tolerate Thousand Island dressing. But when I got my first job, I would yeah. go to McDonald's and I would get a darn Big Mac with that Thousand Island dressing, and I would get sick every time. That's hilarious. But but I kept getting them, and then I just got to the point where I take the so-called meat off the bun. But it was like, to me, it was something that I didn't have, you know, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And this showed me that I had arrived, that I could go every week and I could get my big mat. Never mind the fact that it made me sick, but the fact that I had achieved the status and now I could get that. That's so funny. My McDonald's. So we could either get chicken nuggets or cheeseburger. Like that was the option. But I did not want a Big Mac. I'm about to date myself. Do you remember the Mac DLT? It was cold on one yeah. side, hot on the other. On That's the what other. I wanted. <laughs> I wanted that bad boy so bad. I was like, can I please get it? It's cold on one side. How do my dad would just think I'm the dumbest person in the world because apparently I'm not I still because they don't make it anymore, so I'll never know. But apparently it was just a quarter pounder in a different packaging. But um, but I really yeah. wanted that. I really wanted that Mac DLT more than anything in the world. I was just always like, Can I get it? Can I get it? No, you need to get these five chicken four chicken nuggets or you can get this cheeseburger and this happy meal and that's it so but yeah i wish <laughs> but now that mm-hmm. i am a parent i i do not my daughter can get whatever she wants if we don't really go to mcdonald's but she can get whatever she wants on the menu because i definitely was forbidden i only could go off the kids menu so i don't even don't bring the kids menu to my child she can get whatever she wants and now that bites me in my butt because she 
acts like we wealthy and we're not. Has rich she, taste. she would sit there and order appetizers, milkshake, drinks, dessert. And I'm sitting here like I'm eating off the appetizer menu because I got to be able to afford this crap. Like, girl, come on now. You know what? <laughs> I got it good now because all my baby wants is some chicken nuggets and applesauce. Oh, well, lucky you because so. that ain't what that's not what's happening. But. Over. Not but only that, girl, but she wants to go yeah. to a restaurant. She's not trying to see nobody's fast food. She is hearing about places that I'm telling my friends about. And she's like, yes, we should go here to have a fine. I want to go to Philippe Chow because it just opened in D.C. And I'm like, what? I, no. But you know what, though? Mm-hmm. To me, some of those things are <laughs> like things to experience with them. Like as my girls were growing up. There were things that I said, you know what, I don't ever want them to say, I couldn't do this because I'm a black woman and I didn't have the opportunity. So they were offered choices like being in Girl Scouts, playing instruments, playing sports, doing things like that. But also I would try to expose them to things culturally when I could. Uh, my taste in music is so diverse. I, I knew there was no chance in getting either of them to like that. But my baby does. The three-year-old does. So that's a plus. Don't don't let me get him and I love K-pop. But um, but I would start I would doing K-pop things. K-pop over here too. Yeah, but I I don't need to get into the BTS obsession. Don't don't get me started because it's just like once I go down the rabbit hole, there's no escaping. But um, <laughs> but but no, I I think it's good like to teach our kids to to give them experiences like we would do things like I know the oldest is a really picky eater and the youngest you know is is she has things that she won't eat but she's willing to try some things so we went to the melting pot once and then oh yeah the melting pot I'm thinking okay good and there's a Greek restaurant that I really like and we went one year for my birthday Mm -hmm. and they actually tolerated it Mm. so I'm like okay that this is a this is a plus, but I don't know. I think there's something to be said for that. All of this because we went off on a tangent from the housewives and the <laughs> purse. But <laughs> that's what we do. That's what the people are here for. The tangent. I'm like me, uh, me and my undiagnosed ADHD boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we. That's we go off on tangents. So I know I, I have like the attention span of a gnat, like. <laughs> You'll catch my attention and ooh, look a squirrel, you know. Exactly. That's that's me. That's me as well. Period. We love it. Are you reading anything fabulous these days that you want to tell anybody about? Um, actually I am not yet because I have a few that I want to try, but I'm trying to see how <laughs> excuse me. Mm-hmm. See how school is gonna end up this semester because that will determine if I'm able to just get in a bunch of short reads or if I could get into some really good deep stuff. So, well, great. Cause I have two books <laughs> in the urban hood romance genre that I am just cackling over. So and I apologize in advance. I feel like her name is Neek Mills, but it could also be Neck, N-E-K Mills. She's from Alabama. And she is she writes 
hood stories all day every day she gives you what you want if you like the hood so there is a series <laughs> called the love scar i'm, I'm, I'm uh. sorry i'm laughing because you're like if you like the hood I'm like, do we really like the hood? But I, know I love the hood. I love the hood. I love it. I love everything about the hood. I feel comfortable in the hood. I feel safe in the hood. I just be like, I live in the hood. I be telling people, I live in the hood, but I'm in a gated area of the hood. So it'd be like nice and safe where I am. But outside that gate, you want to fend for yourself, baby. But in my community, we nice and safe. We are dead smack. If you in D.C., Southeast D.C., Congress Heights, off of Willow Road, you know the vibes if you're in the area they're like oh yeah she's in the hood but uh <laughs> but yes so anyhow neek or neck i i don't know but um one thing and i think all of the authors all of the authors in both genres they often promote themselves by writing in parts of anthologies and so um and it's usually done by like a publishing house will have reach out to these authors and they'll write short stories or they'll write whatever novel and it fits into an anthology. And so there is an anthology called the Love Scar series that several urban authors are writing in. And Neck Mills wrote <clears throat> the prequel to her novel that she just released. And it's called, and it's part of the Love Scar series. And the title is, and you know, we, we're here for a title scars of a toxic nigga that's the name of this book people it's a novella <laughs> it's 126 pages It'll take you about 15 20 minutes to read it and uh okay it would take us about 15 20 minutes to read it some <laughs> other people might be so into it that they take a little bit longer but you're not first of all you're not gonna put it down when i tell you so here's the thing at this point in my reading life, I still do enjoy the urban hood stories, but I I started off with the toxic niggas to begin with, and I went down, like, I was loving them, I read them, but I've kind of pushed back from them, and I really have just been enjoying, like, the stories of love, and, like, I don't necessarily need the toxic stuff as much at the time but she she them she's brought me back like the godfather i tried to step out they pulled him back in i tried to step away from these hood niggas neek she when i tell you yanked me back i'm tapped all the way back in i'm back with y'all i love my hood niggas so but, much but again. you know why you why? know why because they realize that as you grow you're still gonna kind of like some things but what happens they kind of tweak them and it draws you right back in because Oh, hey, this is this, but this has got a new spin on it. So you're right. She didn't, back into she didn't tweak anything. She just reminded me. I will tell you this. So what she did do, though, was so I didn't read it because it was called Scars of a Toxic Nigga. This book came out in October of this of last year. It's it's still relatively new. And because I was like, I don't. And then like, so I'm a part of this um, urban readers group and so she posted and told everybody it's out people went and read it it's all like i said it's only a hundred some pages she put it it was out like three hours later people were already commenting on it it was like ah oh my gosh the way he treated this girl is so terrible da, 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 da. and i was just like i didn't and then it was like i can't believe you ended the book like that he is so trash like people were just really hating on this man and they were but they was also like i love to hate him and but so i was just like i'm not gonna read it during the during the Christmas holiday season, I was off work. 
I had taken vacation. So I hadn't worked for almost six weeks. I hadn't worked since before th- the week before Thanksgiving. And so I finally, probably after Christmas, I think she released the second book. And I'm going to tell you all the name of the second book after this. Um, She released the second book. And I was like, well, I have to read the first book because the the name of the second book was like, okay, I'm going to read this. So Scars of a Toxic Nigga, the nigga, become, he wasn't toxic at the beginning of the book. Things happened to him that made him toxic. Like he got played. The book's super short, so I'm not gonna really spoil it. It's a fucking short story. If y'all get mad that I spoiled it, oh well. He starts off, the book starts off with him going with his brother to get an engagement ring for his girlfriend. His brother's like, Are you sure that you want to get married to her? And blah blah blah. They're at and so he's just and he's just he's just a man a ghetto man and so he's like of course i love her that's my queen that boom boom bam bam wham wham and so he's at the jewelry store and he sees a woman and he's like for you aisha you love that love at first sight story so he sees this woman and he's bam instantly attracted to her but because he loves his girl he like doesn't even approach her, doesn't say anything to her. He just noticed her. And he's just like, he's like, oh my gosh, emotionally, I felt this emotional connection to her. Like, I'm just in love with her. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Like, I don't know what's happening to me, but I got my girl at home that I love. I'm about to get this ring, about to propose to her. It's going down, right? Speed up a little bit, gets home, his house is empty. His safest wiped out, two million dollars gone, the girlfriend gone, she out. He then, cause he's with his brother, his best friend. This is his brother, his ace boon coon, somebody he oh, loved for his whole life. They so he goes to his brother's house to find somebody to confide in. The brother's house is empty. Gone. The girl and the brother have run off together with his $2 million during the holiday season. It's about to be Christmas. Okay. That's what makes him a toxic nigga. Because he's like, fuck these bitches. Fuck these hoes. Fuck everybody. Because my family betrayed me. My girl betrayed me. Fuck the world. And now I'm going to be out here just terrorizing these bitches. None of y'all can get into my heart. Da, 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 da whatever so that is why he is toxic because of that situation so for me i was like all right i can keep reading this because i understand that because if you play me like that it's gonna be fuck these niggas out here for real for me too so i was like all right i'm rocking with you his name is khalil loon simmons loon is short for lunatic because what he's crazy and you know i love me a crazy man So I love me a Not crazy I said man. I love nope. me a little crazy man. Nope, so, nope, nope. so we go through we go through the novella and things happen and um he 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 has a harem of women that cannot leave him alone. He's so rude to these women. He tells them off top, I don't want anything from you. I'm only good for this. But these women just are like if I stick around long enough, you gonna want me. Da, 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 da. And it's like, no, he'll never want you. And so he meets a woman who he does have an affinity towards, but he's still a toxic nigga. So he's really not trying to be with her any more than just sexually. But she's time enough for him. Like, Loon is his name. He's a lunatic. He's a shooter. He's in the streets. He's a gangster. 
da 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 this woman <clears throat> her name is Devin but he winds up calling her Lucky because <laughs> in the book at one when they 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 see each other in passing they both recognize that the other is sexy Devin doesn't really want to give him the time of day because He's rude to her in the first encounter. I feel like she bumps into him and he like cusses her out. Like he's like, watch where the fuck you going. Get out your fucking phone. And she's like, motherfucker, I said, excuse me, fuck you. Like they, they have like that conversation. And so he's like, well, fuck you too. Like, you know, so they have that weird conversation. And then he's like at, they're somewhere else. I don't know where else they are, but they meet again. But then the funny where you where I said like I said I love a book that makes me laugh they are sh- getting food at a restaurant right so she's placed her order he's placed his order he didn't see her and she walks up to get his order and by the time that they see each other at this chicken place he's seen her enough times in various places that he's like supremely attracted to her now he's also a lunatic he scoops her up in the middle of the restaurant and like takes it like really scoops her up. Firemen carry her over his shoulder, takes her to the bathroom, and is like, you know you want me and da 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 like smacking up on it in the bathroom. Oh. Like it's so and she's like she slaps him or something and he's like I'm about to fuck you up. But like, he's like choking her and shit. Like, just like, I'm about to fuck you up. You don't put your hands on me. And so she's like, really, really? And she's looking at him like, oh my God, you're about to choke me. But I really kind of fuck with this because I like a little pain when I fucking with my man. But, uh, (laughs) but then she winds up assaulting him. Like she knees him in the balls and he falls over. She kicks him (laughs) and stuff and she robs him. (laughs) No wonder you like this so much. And she robs this man. And then so she and she tells him, like, leave me the fuck alone. I don't want to be bothered with you. So he gets his he gets and no, everybody, I'm not telling you the whole story. I'm telling you one scene. He gets his bearings about him, comes out <laughs> the bathroom, comes out of the bathroom, and like the one the cashier is like, Oh man, she really handled you in that bathroom. Like they're she's laughing about it. And he's like, Look. I will murder you. You don't need to talk about this. I I want to fuck that girl. But for you, I don't give a fuck about you. I will fuck you up. Don't be talking about that. How much is my food? And he's like, she he's like, oh, she already paid for it. So she robbed him, then paid for his food with the money that she stole from. Him. <laughs> I was like, Devin, you my girl. Devin is my girl. So at any rate, things continue to happen, and that's all in this novella. <laughs> That's in that happens within the one hundred twenty six pages. So things happen. It ends on a cliffhanger, which then turns to the next book, which is called A Toxic Redemption. And then you have the story of Loon and Devin. It's their love story. They're two very toxic people. Like the way that he treats women and the mean way that he carries women is literally the exact same way that Devin does men. He, 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 all he is for you is sex. And she's like, like the woman, I read that the first blurb for everybody in your book. Like, mm-hmm. that's how Devin is. She's like, you don't want to have sex with me because this, this, this right here will make you go crazy. So I'm trying to help you out. Like, ah, I gave you a little taste. That's all you need. <laughs> Keep on. You're going to become a lunatic. And he, and Loon did become a lunatic and he became a fiend for her. And so, 
the situation just continues on. Um, his brother and the girl make a return. His father appears after 27 years of never being in his life. There's just so there's like that story, his love story, issues with his father. Then they're just funny characters like his mom is his heart. He respects his mom to no end. Um, his best friends are his cousins and they're funny. And then like, there's just a little bit of humor, but the toxic, but that scars of a hood nigga is scars of a toxic nigga is a funny quick novella to read. And then you just jump right into the toxic redemption, which I believe came out at the end of December. Like it's brand spanking new. Okay. Yeah. So that you know, folks, y'all should definitely. That's one for the. That's one for the masses. And I think like Neck Neek. I'm going to call her Neek. I like the name Neek. So hopefully it is Neek. (laughs) (laughs) Neek Mills is the author. Neek Mills. Now, like we were talking about Quan Mills and his weird ass book titles. She she does write books about crazy niggas. She got cuffed by a certified maniac, loved by a certified maniac. Like so not, now, no, I'm needing her name to be Nick because Nick sounds too much like Meek, and that that's just that that's just too much for me. Nick stuff all well, twisted. No, like then she got and actually I've read all of her books. So she has cuffed by a certified maniac. That nigga was crazy. Then she has, uh, and it was a two-parter. Then she has Love by a Certified Maniac. And that book is about the first Certified Maniac's brother. She got free codes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> by Invite Only, which is cute and hard for the next. So she has quite a few. She has a few books. I don't know how long she's been writing, but she's really good at that the nigga genre it makes me laugh like i said i i really enjoy a book like these books are so <laughs> this stuff would never happen but the way that these people talk the way that they act i feel like i have people in my family that resemble these characters <laughs> and so i enjoy them a lot and again they're quick reads and it's just you you wind up rooting like i said before I, it took me a minute because I was just like, I don't know if I want to read the toxic stuff again, but baby, I'm back. And I'm in this, I'm back like I never <laughs> left. It's so comfortable to, <laughs> to be here. <laughs> so, so yeah, we here. We here. We with it. Scars of a toxic nigga. Now, if y'all want something from the IR genre to read, since, uh, <laughs> Since Isha doesn't have one, you still should read Where Love is Found. We're still reading this, people. Well, okay. So also, I, okay, I can't suggest, and it's not an old series. Um, It's like maybe a, a year and a half or so. There's an author named Twyla Turner, and her, <laughs> her heroines are usually big girls. And um, they're very realistic. It's, it's not, um, you might get a happily ever after, but it's not necessarily the way you expected it. Mm. So she has done, and I think this is interesting because you don't find many black women that write about time travel. I think the only two I know about, I want to think it's Nia Fox that did one like way back in like, 
2014 or something and then Theodora Taylor but um so Twilight has come out with this series that's like the past the present and the future and these are all black women and her women are they're they're always I won't say always successful but they're always very well grounded and they tend to be women that are working their way up to a higher goal or working their way towards something and the way she writes them they don't come off as like again you know the white savior type things but these these are really good because just seeing you don't see black people in time travel so seeing this and the way the ladies in the book handle it it, it's just it's really interesting and they have such good reads I mean they're not short novels but because they're so interested in just the subject and thinking about this it's like you sit down and you open them and it's like oh wait a minute and you can't put it down so yeah mm-hmm. Twilight Turner Twilight Turner y'all uh, Bound by Time Bound That's by one time. and we are Bound by Time too a minute an hour and 30 minutes baby <laughs> Woo-hoo. and what a way to end I know. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you. Are there any words of of wisdom that you want to impart on our listeners before we say goodbye? You always get me with this and you know what I can't think. (laughs) My thoughts are all jumbled up now. I can talk, but I can't think coherently. So, Well, I got y'all. Here's the words. Like, rate, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's the words of wisdom. This is the Lacey Night Chronicle. Well, Urban Whispers, the Lacey Night Chronicles. We thank you all so much for tuning in, for sharing. Um, we are in five countries now, so we we real international. I feel like we need to go on a book tour. Yay. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm feeling like kind of since everybody liked the introductory song, I kind of feel like we need an outro or something, you know? Oh, the outro play. I have the outro plays too. Y'all just don't listen to it. But I, I did the intro and the outro. <laughs> so obviously y'all not listening. Listen to, listen no, to the music no, no, at the no, end. No. I don't, yes. oh, oh, you want a, you want a little yeah. outro where you're saying like, Urban Whisper yes. was brought to you by Lacey Knight no, and Misha. No, no, no. Produced you, by... No. Erica Renee well, Johnson and Mr. Dennis Turner, our executive producer. No, where we have like some little catchphrase that you know, as as we grow, that people don't know that it's us because we always end it in a certain way. Oh, I'm, this you know, you know, so come, end it, like, rate, and subscribe. <laughs> well, no, come on, <laughs> you know, like back in the day, you're too young for this, but when Batman would go off, it would be like, same bat time, same bat Same bat channel. Are you kidding me? Of course I know that. I love Batman. So that's what I mean by an outro. Well, we come we come on every Monday. We're going to let you come up with one. Every week you can try something different till everybody's like, yep, that's the one. So give us our closing. Okay, I'm gonna have to come up with something catchy. So it'll it'll always be until we meet again. Read. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so corny. <laughs> <laughs> until we meet again. Read. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, y'all. That's what y'all do. Read. <laughs> same bad time. Same channel. <laughs> We're here every Monday. Okay. We're starting y'all week off. That's what we want to do. We came here to get y'all's weeks popping with content that you can use or not use. I hope we give I hope that this puts you off with a smile on your face. And may his peace be with you till we meet again. <laughs> I'm trying not to giggle. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's Kurt. And where's the Kurt Franklin? May his peace be with you till we meet again. You know that song? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there it is. Let us look okay. to the board. I don't want to cool There we okay. go. That's another one. Oh, gosh. Okay, we are not leaving church. <laughs> Definitely not with the stuff you were talking about. I told y'all last week the Lord knows what his child is about. Okay, I'm about his business. I can't help it. He knows, he knows my heart. Okay, I'm like the stuff we were talking about is more like we need to go to church after... <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys. This has been great. We have now given Isha even more homework because we need, because one day Isha's going to figure out how to repost a Facebook post. <laughs> <laughs> That's happening soon, y'all. Yes, and, and she's also going to come up with the catchphrase. Now, you all could also give us some ideas in the comments of the shows on anywhere you can find podcasts you could also do it in our dms on any of our socials on instagram twitter facebook or tiktok or you can email us and also don't forget that i am still looking for the first five people to reach out to me so that i can grant you a copy of the book that Isha stamped for us last week, which is Where Love is Found by Tia Rain. And I will tell you all, I started reading it. I got a little swamped with work, but I'm dialed in. And um, uh, Scars of a Toxin Nigga is available on Kindle Unlimited. And Kindle Unlimited is $11.99 and you get 20 books. I think they upped it this year. You get tw- to check out 20 books, which is really good. So, um, yeah. So y'all could try Kendall Unlimited, Kendall Vela. We learned about that today. And again, we're appreciative of you guys. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.